Chapter Four of Hagar of the Pawn Shop by Fergus Hume. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Third Customer and the Jade Idol. Hagar was a shrewd, clear-headed girl who, having been educated in the hard school of Jacob Dix, knew the value of money and the art of driving good bargains. Otherwise, she was uncultured and uneducated, although, to speak truly, she had a considerable knowledge of pictures and china of gems and silverware but a schoolboy knew more than she did as regards bookish information she was ignorant of geography as that science had been taught neither in the gypsy camp nor in the lambeth pawn-shop china was to her where and not a vast empire of the east but when the third customer came to pawn an idol of sea-green jade hagar learnt something concerning the celestial kingdom the man was a sailor with a coarse face reddened by wind and salt water and two twinkling blue eyes which peered at her shrewdly from under shaggy eyebrows he had strong white teeth which glistened through a heavy moustache a head of fair curly hair and a heavily built figure well supported on stalwart legs his rough trousers of blue serge his black pilot jacket with brass buttons and his gaudy loose cravat were all redolent of the ocean wave rings of gold in his large red ears added to his queer aspect and he rolled into the shop like one to whom the firm earth is strange after the swinging and pitching of a ship this mariner cast uneasy glances over his shoulder as he entered the shop and finally swung into one of the sentry-boxes like a vessel coming to anchor here he took off his gold-banded cap and wiped his rough brow with a red handkerchief of chinese silk hagar with her hands resting lightly on the counter waited for him to speak and was rather surprised when he still kept silent and still continued to glance over his shoulder in the direction of the door finally she lost patience well what can i do for you she asked sharply the mariner leant across the counter and spoke in a hoarse voice like the roaring of waves nathaniel prime is my name miss he said almost in a whisper nat for short and i'm third mate on board a tea-ship as trades from hong kong to london's port and back again well mr prime said hagar as he paused what do you want nat pulled a small parcel wrapped in a blue check handkerchief out of his pocket and plumped it on the counter i've a small article here miss as i wants to lodge with you for safe keeping oh said hagar adapting this speech to her own ideas you want to pawn something what is it it's quan tai that's what it is miss hagar drew back what gibberish are you talking she asked frowning chinese replied the mariner promptly quan tai is the god of war in china miss this he unrolled the handkerchief and displayed a particularly ugly idol is his image i got it from his temple in the street of the water dragon in canton jest look at it miss but wait a bit he rolled back to the door stepped out on to the pavement and looked to right and left apparently he was satisfied with the survey for with a complacent whistle he returned to continue the conversation 
i thought that blamed chinaman might be arter me said he slipping a plug of tobacco into his capacious mouth he'd knife me like pie to get that damned thing there knife you man what do you mean why said mr prime this china devil yu ying is his name wants to get that there god so as i don't want a bowie exploring my inside i think it's good biz to leave it with you for safe keeping hagar put down the idol and stepped back so you want to transfer the danger to me she said dryly no thank you take that ugly thing away now don't you make any mistake miss said nat pushing back the idol in his turn yu ying don't know as i'm on this lay all i wants is to leave kwan tai in this here shop for a week there ain't no danger in that hagar picked up the god again and considered it was a revoltingly ugly figure carved out of green jade and had diamonds for eyes crossed legs and two large fan-like hands resting on a protuberant stomach not a desirable article to possess save as a curiosity but no doubt it had some sacred significance in the almond eyes of yu ying hence his desire to obtain it even at the cost of a man's life for a moment or two hagar hesitated as to taking kwan tai in pawn but as there seemed to be no immediate danger and might not be any she resolved to trade hagar was so far hebraic that she never lost the chance of making a bargain but then according to some folk the romany are one of the ten lost tribes i'll give you thirty shillings on it she said abruptly thirty bob it is assented nat promptly as all i want is to leave this ear idle in your diggings for safety if twas pawning i guess thirty quid ud be nearer my price i reckon that there piece of jade is worth two hundred pound i don't know the market value of jade retorted hagar impatiently all my business with you is to lend money on the thing it's thirty shillings or nothing don't i tell you it's a deal said mr prime shifting the quid of tobacco to the other side of his mouth give us a scratch of the pen to say as you've got kwan tai in charge name and address demanded hagar making out the ticket nathaniel prime mariner twenty old chloe street docks said the sailor it's a pub you know miss the nelson i'll stand you a drink if you looks me up and proud to do it for a slap-up gal like yourself here's the ticket and the money mr prime if that's all your business get out sharp sharp's the word said the obedient mariner slipping the thirty shillings into his pocket and if yu ying comes smelling round here jest you up anchor and steer for me at the nelson i'm the bad man from the back of beyond when that heathen's about mr prime nodded in a friendly way to hagar and rolled out of the shop door she heard him singing a shanty as he left carby's crescent and it was only when the roar of his lusty voice died away that she bethought herself of the diamond-eyed idol kwan tai was a very ugly deity but curious and attractive in his way 
so for the furtherance of business and to see if there was any truth in nat's story about yu ying the girl placed the chinese god in the shop window he smiled as complacently there out of his almond eyes amongst the dusty wrecks as formerly he had beamed on his worshippers in the street of the water dragon in far canton now if there be one vice above another which ruins the female sex it is that of curiosity here was hagar told a surprising fact concerning the idol kwan tai and at once she resolved to test if nat's story was true by putting the jade god in the window she afforded yu ying a chance of seeing it and then if he wanted to possess the talisman as it apparently was she expected that he would enter the shop and offer to purchase it not for a moment did she think that he would kill her or even attempt her life that statement she believed to be an embellishment of primes to adorn his queer story and i don't believe a word of it said the doubting hagar however the jade idol is exposed in the shop window and we will see what will come of it greatly to her surprise trouble came of her folly and that speedily at noon next day she was eating her simple dinner in the back parlor with the door leading into the shop open so that she might hear the approach of possible customers most of the inhabitants of the crescent were within doors at the midday meal and the little square was quite deserted suddenly hagar heard the crash of glass and sat paralyzed for the moment in sheer astonishment at the unusual sound when she recovered her wits and the use of her limbs she ran rapidly into the shop and beheld the warning of nat prime verified to the letter the middle pane of the shop window was broken and the jade idol was gone with an ejaculation of surprise hagar sprang to the door and saw a blue-bloused figure racing down the narrow street which led to the thoroughfare the chinaman the chinaman cried hagar giving chase thief stop stop thief yu ying yu ying followed by a crowd which had collected like magic in answer to her cries hagar sped as lightly as a deer down the alley but she was no match for the nimble chinaman when she reached the crowded street yu ying as it doubtless was could not be seen she appealed to the bystanders to a stolid policeman to the cab drivers but all to no purpose certainly they had seen the chinese thief flying out of the carby crescent cul-de-sac but no one had taken particular notice of him hagar ran this way that way looked questioned considered all in vain yu ying had vanished as though the earth had swallowed him up and with him the jade idol of nat prime blaming herself for her credulity and headstrong folly in putting kwan tai into the window hagar returned crestfallen to the pawn-shop having placed a temporary barricade before the broken pane and having sent to the glazier to mend it hagar sat down to consider what was to be done relative to the theft assuredly prime would return at the end of the week to redeem the jade god and hagar did not know what excuse to make for its loss 
without doubt yu ying had followed nat to the shop on the previous day and had ascertained the fact of the pawning he had watched his opportunity to steal the god and he evidently preferred this illegitimate way to buying it in a proper manner probably yu ying with the astuteness of the chinese character guessed that hagar could not and would not sell it hence his raid on the shop window however the idol was gone and hagar judged it wise to advise nat prime immediately of the loss it might be that he knew the whereabouts of yu ying and could tax him with the theft thinking this the best course to adopt under the circumstances hagar wrote to prime at the address he had given her then she prepared to receive him and to make the best of a bad business in her letter she made no mention of the theft it was two days before prime appeared in person to answer her note and he explained his negligence by stating that he had been down at brighton to interview a friend then he asked to see the jade idol to assure himself that it was safe when hagar told him of its loss and of yu ying's exploit his rage was frightful he swore volubly for ten minutes and such was his command of bad language that he scarcely repeated himself in delivering a string of oaths in his subsequent conversation it may be as well to omit these flowers of speech i knew that blamed chinaman had followed me he said when somewhat calmer if ye mind miss i went to look if the coast were clear he must a sneaked round the corner i guess cuss all celestials say i i am sorry the idol is gone mr prime now miss don't ee say another word how was a young gal like you to best a chinky why you ying ud have the teeth out of your ed afore ye cud say knife still i am to blame persisted hagar i should not have put the jade god in the window winder or no winder it'd have been just the same returned nat gloomily if you ying hadn't got the god so easily he'd have burgled the shop to get it ay miss and have cut your throat into the bargain why does he want this idol so particularly for the same reason as i do fifty thousand pounds is the reason fifty thousand pounds echoed hagar drawing back the idol isn't worth that not in itself miss but it kin get that cash i reckoned to have it myself and chuck deep-sea sailing but now i opines that blamed john chinaman's scooped the pool why don't you look up yu ying and tax him with the theft he'd only lie miss and as for looking him up i guess he's made himself mighty scarce by this time but i'll go on the trail anyhow good day to ye miss and don't you put trust in them chinese devils with which speech nat rolled away with a philosophical air leaving hagar very regretful for having contributed to the loss of the idol by her negligence and perverse folly all the same she did not believe the statement about the fifty thousand pounds yet as she might have argued but did not nat had told the truth concerning the desire of yu ying to possess the idol so why should he not have spoken truly concerning the money and after all 
hagar knew no details likely to confirm the tale on consideration she dismissed nat and yu ying and the jade kwan tai from her thoughts and considered that she had purchased a new experience at the cost of thirty shillings in the meantime nat was seated in the tap-room of the nelson down the docks way with a pipe in his mouth and a tankard of beer before him for several days he had sat thus alone waiting as would appear from his expectant attitude for some visitor four days after the loss of the idol he was no longer by himself for in a chair near him sat a dried-up alert man clothed in black with bright eyes and a keen expression this individual was a gentleman a doctor and the visitor expected by nat prime if he'd only come a week ago i'd not have pawned the idol said nat in a gloomy tone and the blamed thing wouldn't have been lost yes yes i see i see but why did you pawn it asked the doctor fretfully why said prime dryly cause i didn't want my throat cut by yu ying as long as i carried that idol on me my life wasn't worth a red cent how did yu ying learn the value of the idol he was a priest in the war god's temple i reckon i've seed him do joss pigeon a dozen times and when he came on board the havelock as steward i guessed as he was arter the idol but i slept with one eye open added nat triumphantly and i guess he didn't best me till i put kwan tai into that blamed pop shop but i don't see how he gained a knowledge of the iron box in london persisted the doctor irritably or learnt about poa's treasure prime drank some beer and leant forward to speak emphasizing his remarks by means of his pipe-stem now looky here dr dick said he slowly what was it you told me a year ago afore i went this trip to china why said dr dick thoughtfully i told you that my uncle had been at the sack of the summer palace in pekin chinese helped to loot the place as well as the french and english among these a priest called poa collected a number of small gold images of kwan tai to the value of fifty thousand pounds and fled with them to england he placed these in an iron box and left it with a countryman of his own in london after selling a few of the images he returned to china and to his service as a priest in the temple of kwan tai in canton he intended to send for the iron box and restore the images of the god to his temple but struck down by sickness he was unable to carry out his intention fearful of being tortured for sacrilege if he told the truth poa wrote in chinese characters a description of the whereabouts of the treasure in london and placed the paper in the interior of a small jade idol with diamond eyes which stood in the kwantai temple in the street of the water dragon my uncle did some service for poa who out of gratitude told him the secret shortly afterwards he died and my uncle unable to gain access to the temple and steal the idol was forced to return to england 
he took up his residence at christchurch hants and died there leaving a paper telling the story of poa's treasure i found the paper two years ago and knowing you were trading to canton i came up to see you yes said prime taking up the thread of the story and you asked me to get the jade idol out of that there temple well i stole it and i believe that pig of a yu ying saw me stealing any rate he turned up aboard of the havelock and somehow i can't guess in what way he learnt the whole yarn and tried to get back the idol i bested him on the voyage and when i came ashore i expected to find you and get the iron box right away i-i was ill interrupted dick impatiently i couldn't come up you might have got the treasure yourself and then shared it with me now that's blamed silly doctor i couldn't read the chinese writing which i found inside the idol and as you're a chinese scholar taught by your uncle you said i waited for you to kim up and read it for safety i put the idol in the pop shop and yu ying cuss him followed me and stole it so i guess by this time he's got the whole lot of the golden gods probably but how did he learn that they were in existence and that the production of the jade idol was necessary to obtain the treasure of poa can't say sir unless that poa told some of his brother priests poa died fifteen years ago replied dick sharply if he had told them on his deathbed they would not have waited all this time to get the treasure well i calculate as they've annexed the same this trip said nat coolly while thus conversing the landlord of the nelson entered the tap-room and informed prime that a lady wished to see him rather surprised for he had few female friends nat instructed that the visitor should be admitted in a moment or so she appeared on the threshold and to his still greater surprise nat beheld hagar tis the pop-shop gal he said rising and what might you want miss to restore to you the jade idol replied hagar taking the god kwan tai out of her pocket glory hallelujah shouted nat snatching it from her grasp how the creation did you get it when i opened the shop door this morning it was hanging to the knob by a string yu ying couldn't make anything out of it i guess here doctor see if the paper's inside dick in a state of considerable excitement having been previously instructed by his uncle's paper how to discover the secret unscrewed the head of the idol when removed a cavity was revealed inside the cavity a strip of rice paper scrawled with chinese characters in vermilion while he was deciphering these nat turned to hagar thank ye miss he said graciously if we get the money i'll give ye a pound or so i don't want it replied hagar abruptly give me the pawn ticket and thirty-one shillings that is what i gave you and the percentage then i'll go nat produced money and ticket from his pocket and gave them into her hand but i'd like to do summat for you getting that idol back said he wistfully 
well mr prime said hagar pausing at the door with a smile when you get the fifty thousand pounds you talk about reward me by coming to the shop and telling me the story i should like to know why yu ying stole the god also why he restored it i'll tell ee never fear miss and a rum yarn it is you won't take a drain miss no well good day good day and thank ye when hagar retired nat came back to the table and found that dr dick had ascertained the meaning of the chinese characters they gave the address of one ye who kept an opium shop or rather den in vesey street whitechapel we must go there said dick rising and interview this ye i dare say he has the iron box in charge i guess some chinky of sorts has the box assented nat but twon't be ye if poa left the box along o him i surmise he's dead and buried by this time even chinaman ain't immortal ye or another what does it matter prime all we have to do is to show kwan tai's jade image to the custodian of the box and it will be handed over to us that's so replied nat glancing at his watch seems as we've got the whole arter noon to engineer the job let's grub a bit and start right away for whitechapel while at the meal prime seemed thoughtful and did not respond very enthusiastically to dr dick's delight at discovering the whereabouts of the treasure dick commented on this you don't seem over pleased nat he said in a piqued tone yet your share will be twenty-five thousand pounds and you ought to be both contented and delighted what's your trouble you ying doctor i don't trust that heathen assent what did he give back the jade god for because he couldn't find the secret of opening it replied dick and seeing that the image was no good he restored it to its proper owner nat shook his head as a priest of the temple yu ying is the proper owner of that there god said he doubtfully i stole it you know so twasn't mine not much no doctor there's something queer about the biz guess this chinky's rubbin it in with salt what do you mean nat why said mr prime coolly twouldn't surprise me to find as how yu ying has lifted the lot of them gods of gold and he's sent back kwan tai so as we can take a squint at the empty box it'd be like a chiner devil to play low in that style i hope not i trust not cried dick turning pale but we had better make certain of what has been done come nat let us start for whitechapel at once still shaking his head for a long acquaintance with chinamen had inspired him with a wholesome mistrust of the race nat paid his bill and set out for whitechapel in the company of dr dick you take my word for it doctor said he when they were in the train there's a big cell waiting for us at the end of this trip i guess twasn't honesty has made that celestial give back the jade idol on arriving at whitechapel the two adventurers had some difficulty in discovering vesey street 
and it was quite an hour before they ascertained its whereabout it proved to be a narrow and dirty alley of no great length midway in which was placed the dwelling of Ye, a red-painted sign sprinkled with golden chinese characters announced that the house was the abode of a hundred blessings and that Ye was a dealer in goods from the flowery land dick translated this for the benefit of nat who could speak but not read chinese and commented thereon either the original Ye is in existence or this is a son of his he said and on nat grunting assent they both stopped at the door of the house which they fondly hoped contained the treasure of poa the golden idols of the imperial dynasty of sin in answer to their knock a sleek soft-footed china boy dressed in a blue indigo-hued blouse and with his pigtail down appeared to admit them nat as more experienced in chinese speech explained that they wanted to see ye after some hesitation the boy conducted them through a long dark passage into a rather large room piled up with goods amongst which moved three or four chinamen these packages were the ostensible reason of ye's business but at the back of the shop through another dark passage there was an opium den the boy spoke to a bespectacled chinese merchant about the two englishmen whereupon he came forward and addressed them in his own tongue what can your vile slave do for the lords who honor his despicable house asked the suave celestial with all the flowery humbug of chinese speech nat conversant with such rhodomontade replied in a similar fashion your humble guests would see the learned and respectable Ye. He is my worshipful father, said the Chinaman with a bow. And what would the gracious lords with the reverend Ye? For answer Nat pulled the jade idol out of his pocket, at the sight of which the son of Ye went as green as the god's image. Down he fell on his knees and knocked his forehead three times on the floor after which without wasting time in explanation he conducted the two europeans into the opium den here on a kind of elevated platform and under the smiling face of a particularly ugly joss sat Ye, the merchant a very old and wrinkled man he wore heavy spectacles with tortoise-shell rims also a thickly wadded blouse of red silk embroidered elaborately in gold thread like his son he was likewise greatly struck by the sight of jade kwan tai and like him made genuflections the learned poa was my much esteemed friend he said bowing to the europeans with me he left an iron box to be delivered to him who showed me the image of the mighty war-god but poa did not say that the sacred jade god would be shown twice oh ho cried dick in disgust you ying you know the name i see said Ye a trifle grimly this priest of the temple in the street of the water dragon is your much admired friend yes yes said nat eagerly we gave him the jade god so that he should come and look at the iron box of poa 
but we did not tell him to take it away he obeyed your commands my lord replied yea rising stiffly he looked at the box but he did not take it away dr dick jumped up with a cry of relief and delight then the box is here he said in excited tones take us to see it at once it waits your noble presence in another room so speaking yea followed by the anxious adventurers passed through a little door into a kind of strong room dimly lighted by a small grated window in a corner towards which the old chinaman pointed there was a large iron box painted black upon the lid of which were inscribed some chinese characters in white paint from a nail above this yea took a small copper key and presented it to dick with a bow then he turned to go my lords can look at poa's secret alone said he backing with many bows to the door who am i that i should meddle with the business of those favored by kwan tai on being left alone the two men looked at one another in some surprise and a little doubt the job's been easier than i thought said nat after a pause all the same i guess as you yings got some trick to play us impossible replied dick going on his knees before the box here is the key and within no doubt we shall find the golden gods of sin well said nat with a nod if everything's square i'll never cuss a heathen chinee again open the box doctor the key turned easily in the lock and dick flung back the lid in an instant a flare of fire spouted out with a great roar the two men the room and the greater part of yea's dwelling were blown to shreds they had expected to find a fortune instead of which they discovered dynamite and a terrible death two months after this when london had almost forgotten the mysterious explosion in vesey street whitechapel a chinaman was reporting himself to the priests of kwan tai's temple canton in this fashion most holy men said he pointing to a number of golden images which lay on a lacquer table before him here are the images of kwan tai the gods of the imperial house of tsin brought back from the dark land of the outer barbarians by your servant yu ying when your greatnesses found the confession of the evil priest poa that he had stolen the gods and had confided the secret of their whereabouts to the jade image of kwan tai you ordered your unworthy slave to search and find the treasure so that it should be restored to the temple in the street of the water dragon but before your servant could depart to the land of darkness a foreign devil also possessed of poa's secret stole the jade image which contained the name of the hiding place i foolish yu ying followed the barbarian in a tea-junk to his own land but it was many days before i could get the jade image 
then the foreign devil pawned for gold the sacred idol of war and it was placed in the window of the shop i broke the window most reverend priests i stole the image and going to the house of yea i recovered the golden idols which are now before you but i wished to punish yea for his sacrilege in conspiring with poa against kwan tai and also to kill the foreign devil who had thieved the jade god to this end i removed the golden idols from the box and in their place i left the dangerous powder of the barbarians which they call dynamite this i arranged with care so that when the lid of the box was flung open it would rush out like the breath of the fire dragon and slay those who came to steal the gods as i intended holy ones so it happened as i have learnt since the foreign devil and a friend were shattered and also the house of yea was destroyed it was for this end that i restored the idol kwan tai to the pawn-shop and thus did i lure the foreign devils to their deaths now no one knows the truth mighty servants of kwan tai save yourselves say have i done well and all the sleek priests answered with one voice yu ying you have done well your tablet shall be placed in the temple of kwan tai and while this explanation was being made hagar in far-off london was waiting for the return of nat prime to hear the story of the jade idol but he never appeared end of chapter four